Okay, so we're back. Chateau Gwen's getting a little warm, but you know it's New York City apartment. Uh, it's episode 12, and we still have our illustrious, wonderful guests. Uh, we have Ishmael from the ATL. Thank you, Gwen. Glad to be here for another round. Uh, we have my biological uh, sister, Miss Brooklyn. Hello, folks. Oh, Lord. That's my... And we have my boo thing, Bob. Hey, y'all. How are you? He's such an elster. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so this. Stop hating. So, this episode <laughs> is dedicated to my first love, hip hop. Okay. And this episode is on the backs of our episode. Bob and I talked about, Bob was episode eight. eight, and we talked about the South killing hip hop, and my friend Ishmael had a ton of feedback, okay? <laughs> he had a ton of feedback. I should try to pull that up and read. No, 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 no I'm not going to read it. We just want to talk. Want me to pull it up? Yeah. Um, Remind me what I said. <laughs> let me tell you what you said. Are you repping the South? I think it's unfair to put all the blame on... The South. And I think a lot of the downfall of hip hop started with our region nearly about a decade before, maybe circa 91, 92. We're going to talk about this. Okay, let me read what he said. So uh, you wrote to me on March 28th at 7.20 a.m. Damn, trial transcript. <laughs> uh, being in the industry and living down here, I can't put hip hop dying all on the South, LOL. But the repetitive nature of the trap sound definitely hasn't helped. I would say corporate takeover takeover of terrestrial radio, which eliminated regional sounds and artists, is number one. Emergence of gangster rap in the early 90s is another good starting point. Music was fire at its best, but the messages are indefensible. Also, the increased cost of sampling did New York City no favors. And low-key, Lauren Hill dropping the ball is something a lot of people overlook. She was declared the face of the hip-hop nation by Time Magazine and could have done a lot to repair the image of black women in the hip-hop. But alas, we see how she turned out. Sad face. See, Lauren Hill, from this report, and you may have to edit this out. Go ahead. If we just completely honest, those of us with a Caribbean background, mm. look, everybody ain't built. For, thank you. <laughs> to handle. A West Indian man. Thank you. That's it. That's it. Oh, you don't know what to say. This is the this is the issue. We was, she was that, that, she was dick got her fucked up. That's all. Fucked up. That's all. She That's wasn't ready was. for it. She wasn't if ready. She had not messed with that Marley boy. Yep. She'd have been fine. She would have been oh. fine. Wyclef, she did mess that up. too. Yes. Messing with them, well, shit, them two gangsters, um, countries in, in, in the in the Caribbean. Yes, with with their men. Yeah. The type of bravado, the type of yes, you know what, go ahead. And the mind games these niggas play. Yes! She ain't ready yeah, culturally. She wasn't, she wasn't ready. She was not brought up in this ready. culture no. to understand. Okay? Yeah. And so she was young. Okay, so we, Lauren Hill was further down my list, but we about to just start with her. Miss well. Lauren. <sighs> That's the truth. Not, okay. <laughs> go on, Bob. <laughs> Currently, ladies and gentlemen, I am taking bets for um... <clears throat> Lauren Hill's going on tour. <laughs> the miseducation of Lauren Hill, 20 year anniversary. I'm currently taking bets on my Facebook page to see how how many hours it'll take for Lauren Hill to show up on stage. I'm already at three hours in the over. Let me know what you think. 
Okay, I y'all think she's showing up. Shit, I'm not even sure. <laughs> sure let's be real. I don't know if she's going to show up. Um, but this is okay, Lauren Hill. Let's start with her. So, Lauren Hill, if you actually, I'm not going to follow me unless you know me personally. Um, I tend to shade her a lot, uh, but I shade her out of love and disappointment. Um, it is she is a, a, an amazing talent, and not just hip hop. She has a beautiful singing she voice. Does. She does. Her singing voice. And how many, like, basically no one has been able to replicate what she's done. Someone who has an amazing, like, a bomb-ass singing voice, but actually have, can spit and can flow. That shit hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. Yeah. This is a woman who, no, oh, oh, sorry, give her the mic. Who? Oh. Nicki Minaj. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Oh, shut up. Stop. Shut up. She gives it a good effort. Stop. She gives it a good Stop effort. with your fucking jokes, okay? <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop, okay? So, for her to have so much talent, she was clearly the standout from the Fugees, right? These two ugly little niggas in the back. She was clearly the standout, right? And then, for you to come out with this opus, this wonderful masterpiece, of the miseducation of Lauren Hill, which till this day, 20 years later, stands as a wonderful body yes. of work. Okay? Now, I'm going to say a bunch of hot takes and no one's going to listen to this podcast, podcast again, but I'm going to say what I'm about to say. Lauren, baby, you were like, they told me, use my head. You know, now the joy of my world is in Zion, bitch. That was a bad decision. Okay? You should have used your head like they told you. Okay? Yeah, shut up. You should have used your head because now you're 38 and you're a grandmother. Girl! And you went to jail for back taxes. Why didn't you lose your head, girl? Use your head. You enjoy your role in Zion. You what does Zion do for you? You saw how his father did? As, as, as the, the regular icon Bob Marley is, even that fool had like 20 big moms. Yes. Did you really think his son was going to be different? Thank you. Now the joy of your role in Zion, girl. You should have gone to Dr. Scoop Scoop and fucking kept them moving. Okay? And I'm being harsh, and people are like, Gwen, you're so wrong. Okay? Use damn birth control. Use birth Why control. Do people not want to use birth yeah. control. Why don't you use birth control, right? So here you are thinking that, and, and then you probably was feeling yourself, girl. Because you with the legacy of the Marlies. Yes. I'm with yes. the legacy of the Marlies. I'm in the spiritual. The rest of the the lights down low with Bob Marley in the back. Girl. Which was trash, by the way. Sure it was. Okay? <laughs> and, you know, Rastafari, girl. Girl, you ain't built for this. You don't know this life. You don't know this life, Breach. You don't know this life, okay? And that's why you got fucked up in the head. It wasn't because, oh, they wanted me to sing this music I didn't know. And, oh, nah. You got fucked up in the head by a Jamaican dude with a big dick who fucking dickmatized your ass. And you thought that you was going to marry him and make a Marley mistake. And your name was going to be, you know, Lauren Hill dash Marley. Bitch, he never married your ass, Okay. He didn't do none of that. And he went and had multiple kids for this dude. That's what it was. I think he was still married. But then he actually ended up marrying somebody else. He married somebody else. So, I mean, honestly, it's like you just, you were not ready for this. Okay? And then you gave up your whole career. Like, oh, I'm fucked up in the head. You know what? And you know what it is? You All this time, you guys see Lauryn Hill fucking up all these concerts and stuff like that. You don't think she knows what she's done? You don't think she looks back at herself and looks back at her life and is like, damn, this could this this could have been different. Yep. You guys don't think that's what that's what you were seeing. This is what we're seeing. This is the regret. This is what we're seeing. Like, damn, I really fucked my shit. 
Um, and I'm trying to like, how do I forgive myself for that? And and she's just fucking up. Look, That's all. Why are you trying to figure that out? I need you to show up to your concert sometime. <laughs> because I saw her because she's at uh, our cousin. Her her daughter went to his high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so I saw her at his graduation. And um, she's lucid. She's not. You know, she's not crazy. She's not. Bitch, you know you fucked up. Okay. And instead of licking your wounds and coming out strong, like Mary doing, giving us some good ass music, that's that pain. That's right. But you can't do that because your ego is there wrapped up. Plus, Wyclef talked mad shit about her, okay? Because Wyclef was like, he's like, you know, well, you know what happened, what happened, but the better woman won. Can't you see? His wife, yeah, he's, he's, he's done that. He's actually talked mad shit about her, too. Um, so she's a laughing stock. And so it's hard to face that so publicly. And I get that. But, bitch, you got that talent. You do. And you're probably just a laughing stock to the Haitian community anyway. And that's okay. What about the rest of us that still want to hear you? What about the rest of the Caribbean islands <laughs> that want to hear your talent? What about um, us? You know, she pulled up the Bible at one of the awards and was reading from the oh. Bible. And, you know, you, you made this big mockery out of stuff because she was feeling herself. Because she was about to be Lauren Hill Miley. But that didn't happen, girl. Yeah. It didn't happen. But you got to pick up, like you said, like Mary, pick up and you sing I'm Not Gonna Cry, girl. And you do that. And mm-hmm. you keep moving. <sighs> It is too late because our same cousin, who's he's nineteen, he didn't know who Lauren Hill was, so he he didn't know who Which he was. Which one is it? The unplugged album? Did you like that? It was okay. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, it had flashes, but that was the beginning. Yeah. So with this twentieth anniversary tour, is she going to sing the songs like she from said the she's going to do the entire is she album? Album? That's what me and uh, one were talking about because she had got sued before for um, writing credits right. from this newer group. And I'm thinking now she's doing the whole album, maybe she has the rights back because she worked out a new agreement. So hopefully we're going to hear the songs as they originally sounded. Because the other problem was she would do these weird remixes yes. that didn't sound anything like the original music. Well, if somebody goes holler back and let us know, because then I'll buy my ticket. <laughs> and let me know if she shows up one time. Um, I'm just going to play the playlist on Spotify and be good with it. I'm not going. <laughs> That's it. I'm not going. You, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. So she came out with two albums. The yeah. Unplugged album is the Unplugged album is a double album. It's just her uh, by herself playing the guitar, mm-hmm. acoustic, and singing original songs. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Two years back. Hmm, okay. Well, 2002. Okay, oh wow. Two years back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. It, so, you know, Lauren Hill, I say this out of tough love because Gwen is a tough love person. I actually think you're an amazing talent. I, it, it, you know, and, and I, I'm sure it was a lot of pressure saying you to face a hip hop and hear this Jamaican nigga you know, whispering nonsense in your ear. <laughs> and you hear, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, you go in here eating you know, and saltfish and feeling like feeling yourself for it. Okay. <laughs> And you just you just, just fucked up your shit with some dumb shit. And while she's out there eating African sawfish and wrapping her hair in a fucking turban, all the women, Jamaican women, like, mm, this girl, she don't know what she get herself into. While he probably had different women coming through the background and the aunties, everybody knew. Okay? Down to the children. It's a culture. She just Culturally, she wasn't prepared. She wasn't prepared. And for you to probably spit in the face of a lot of people who tried to like lift you up at that time and put you out. It probably was a big pill to swallow, to go back and lick your wounds and say you were right. Right. And then you're still trying to work it out with this, 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 this trifling nigga and, and not going anywhere, you know, and then somehow you didn't pay your taxes. Girl, girl. Okay. Well, that, that's how I felt about Lori Hill. 
Lauren. Um, I, yeah, she dropped the ball. I would agree. She did. She did drop the ball. Yeah, remember, it says Education came out. 98. 97. 98. 98. Yeah. No, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's still amazing. Mm-hmm. It's still, it still rocks. It's still, you know, it still hits. Um, so... We're, we're, you know, we're, we're reminiscing about Lauren Hill. Some of you young kids listen don't know who the hell we talking about. So let's talk about the current state, okay? okay. Let's talk about current state. We'll go back, but let's talk about the current state. Let's talk about Takashi Six Nine, the king of New York, right? Mm. <laughs> Do y'all? They don't. They don't know who the fuck we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you pull up a picture of him? No, I've, I've, I've seen a picture of Takashi 69. Yeah, I've seen a picture of him. He looks like a fucking clown, is what he looks like. Um, uh, tell her it's not a sushi spot. Okay. Takashi has his life. He's a Mexican. Oh. New York rapper. He's like half Guatemala or something like that. And he is very popular among the young hip hop fans. Yeah. And he's considered like the biggest artist right now. I guess him and Cardi in New York. So yeah, who, in New York. who has blessed him? Has Nas well, blessed him? No. Jay-Z? The story with him is apparently there's real street people behind him. And that's, you know, giving him his cosign. His like Nas? No. Just like no. anonymous real gangsters. He has all videos on his thing. What is he? A, he's a wannabe Bobby Shmurda or something like that? No. Nah, I mean, well, Bobby, Bobby Shmurda. Okay, so this is Takashi 6 9 Wow. And he gets millions of streams and attention all over the place. He was on the Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago. So how much of this is the shock value because I'm in the entertainment industry? Or he woke up and said, yeah, this I look hot today. I'm a slave bitch is looking like this. Oh, it's all shock value. He's come out yeah. and he looks like a fool. He just does it on purpose yeah. to get attention. Yeah. And his Breakfast Club ended for like 10 minutes. I think it's only second to uh, the Birdman interview we saw. Yeah. Put some respect on my name. That's right. right. Put some respect. That's how popular he is. Yeah. And his rap style is basically like, uh, I don't want to say, I hate to say Onyx because he's not a skinny. Why? But why do you say that? Because that's the one person that people, one group that people can kind of know. Somebody that's loud and yelling. And aggressive. Right. That's it. And the songs are real short. I think two minutes each. I don't see. It doesn't actually rap verses. It's just like calling response. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like chanting. What is he like, Lil John in, in, in a lot of respects? See, he can say that. It's a stretch, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think my voice is loud and probably picking up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a Clashy Sig 9. Um, how did I find out about Sakashi 69? I don't remember. Because you're hip, right? You're not me. You're not I'm funny. Um, you know, I think he's basically give it another six months, a year and a half. We're not going to be talking about him. I think most artists these days, they say they have a three-year shelf life. I think it's more like two. Yeah. For most of them. Especially him because he's one note. Like, you know, right. I talked to somebody before when they brought up the Onyx example. You can look at songs from Onyx like Last Days, Purse Snatchers, where they actually show that they can rap. They can rap full verses mm-hmm. without yelling. Mm-hmm. He can't do that. All his songs literally sound exactly the same. I'm offended that that's the honest comparison. I'm pretty sure they are too. I think Fat Man Scoop is a better is a better uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day of who was Rich Homie Quan, who was mm-hmm. super popular. Like he just put out a, a album few, couple weeks ago. He was he was super popular like four years ago. Right. And like done. Yeah. Like it's so done. Like it, it, it's the shelf life of rappers is so quick. So mm-hmm. when I think a little yachty, a little pump, and all these little you know little niggas 
Like, right. how long is this really going to last? And the thing is, and J. Cole, he just put out his album. He has a song talking about it. He's like, the music you make has no staying power. So when those fans you have, when they grow up, they can't go back and listen to this. Right. And he said, I can always have a fan base because my music has substance. Right. And he's like, five years from now, a lot of y'all are going to be on Love and Hip Hop because right. your music doesn't have any staying yes, power. Yes, exactly. So that's a big problem. And they always say, I guess the cream rises to the top, mm -hmm. but... We only have a few artists that I think are still showing any type of lyrical skill. So how did we get here? Right? Because when I think even though we gotta talk about Cardi, we're talking about Cardi offline. Right? So look, shout out to Cardi, shout out to the Bronx, okay, BX in the building. Um, shout out to her, she's half twenty, half Dominican, boop, 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 boop. Yep, okay, right. <laughs> but Cardi's not a rapper. She's not like she's saying words with a beat in the background, but she has no flow. Is she a pop star? Does that make it more acceptable if you look at it like that? I wouldn't even say pop star. I mean, I think she's an, she's entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment or buffoonery? That's another question people have. Is she truly being herself or is she actually just ramping it up to be a caricature? She's she's well, look, this is a, this is we are now in the age of social media. And instant gratification, you got to do what you can to get attention. So she's doing, and it works for her, right? Because she was really just a social media girl. She used to be a stripper at Sue's on Mount Vernon on Gramerton Avenue. Yes. Okay. I'm from New York. I know these things. All right. Sue's, which is now closed. Um, Sue's Rendezvous. Um, and the thing is, you were able to use your following to get on to Love and Hip Hop. And then use that as a segue to get put on and it's worked, mm -hmm. right? And but coming from and this is why it, and it's not being not because I'm an old nigga, but it's <laughs> because like it just when I listen to it, it doesn't touch my soul in any way. It's not something five years from now people are gonna be like, mm, your double's corn. Like it's not it's the self life is not gonna be there. Like these bloody shoes. I don't know if that's really <laughs> gonna be like hot five years from now to listen to. You know, where I can listen to X Factor, that thing. I can listen to, you know, Lauren Hill stuff. And it's like it, it still applies to every moment of your life. Okay. You know, when I listen to UNITY, yeah, it's an old flow, da da da, but you know, I'm not a bitch. Or a hoe is it's still relevant, you know, it's still relevant. Let me ask you this. So like you mentioned you said Cardi is not something you can see yourself listening to five years ago. Could you still put on Lil' Kim's hard for I knew you were gonna say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Um I now used to be scared of the dick. dick. Exactly. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. And you still know it. Yeah, that's what. Um why? <laughs> that is not much different from what I've heard on Cardi's album. Kim has flow. Flow Kim has flow. But I don't know. Listen, whoever she had writing, Cardi B needs to find. That's true. Yeah. So whoever she had writing, did Kim has flow, right? right? So it, you know, and um, and you know what, Cardi's little verse on finesse. Yeah, I listen to it because you know it's you know, but you know it's not because of hers because I love Bruno Mars. What about that No Limit song? Mm, it's okay. You know, um, yeah, no, it's okay, but um, so you know, I'll listen because of but finesse because Bruno Mars is a real artist, okay. right? And so 
you know, she's just piggybacking his coattails. And he now, it was symbiotic. He did it too because, you know, she's hot right now. So mm-hmm. that's what I get the song popping too. I get it. She, he didn't need her at all on it. The original doesn't have her on it. So I get that. Um, and I and I understand rooting for a woman of color who's making it, right? But like, what is, I don't know. Yeah, I know it's true. I, as soon as I said what I said, I thought about Lil' Kim Hardcore yeah. and I did it immediately. And I don't know. But here's the thing. Even though Biggie was writing for her initially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she grew as an artist. Yeah. And she started writing for herself. She had right. hits, her songs, and all, all that show that she right. was Right. So if Cardi doesn't grow as an artist, right. Mr. Flow better, she will be a fashion fan. Right. So history will show whether she's willing to put the work in. But so let's talk about woman hip hop. This is not on the list, but we know how we do here. Okay. How when I think of, you know, we were little, we grew up in Brooklyn and then moved to Jersey later. But when I think of hip hop, when I was a little girl, like Salt and Pepper Tramp, Push mm-hmm. It, like all this stuff, right? Uh, MC Light. Uh, you know, yo yo, like right. all you know, there were like female artists, and then you know, that was like late 80s, then 90s was um, Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. right? And that Salt and Pepper was still going in the 90s, yeah. and and Lil Kim, right? Oh, and Foxy, right? And so, and Missy, yeah, I forgot Mrs. Rapper, right? So, yeah, Eve, yeah, Eve, yeah, Charlie Baltimore. Listen, I just pulled up, girl, I started following her on Instagram, she looks good. Oh, she she looks good. Uh, oh, is she okay? She's Okay, but she's um. Well, hey, 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 she looked good, girl. Um, so when I think of you know, look, there's always a sexual side. You have to sell sex or not to do it right. But there was still requires some flow, like just the technicality of being able to flow, right? Now, oh, oh, you know, okay, I'm about to say something, and people not gonna like what I'm about to say. All right, let's hear. But and this is gonna go back to how we started this on the South Killing Hip Hop. You know who really didn't really have flow. But still got a pass, Trina. Mm. Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Initially, she probably improved, but initially she did. She sounded like she was just talking. She didn't really sound like she was like flowing. She sounded like she was just talking. And if you hear her story, she wasn't a rapper. She was a strip again, a stripper. Mm-hmm. And the trick daddy met, and he's like, "Oh, she talks slick. You talk real slick. Let me give you some lyrics to do." And, and that's how she started to become a rapper. So a lot of it sounded like she was just actually talking. She could talk slick, but she didn't have flow. So that was the first on like you know like that was the first segment where to me a woman actually got in the game who actually didn't have any flow but then she was allowed to advance and stay in the game that was Trina. Okay. So Trina. when I see so Cardi if she could take the Trina lane I could, I see a parallel there. Right. But when I think of like a real artist um, and yet even if Biggie was right it doesn't matter who's writing it it's the delivery at the end of the day a lot of times because I don't know you're not you're not. You're not getting judged on, you know, put your, your lyric sheet up and we're correcting it. Like, that's not how we judge music, right? Mm-hmm. We're judging it on the delivery. So when I hear Kim, Foxy, you know, Missy, the flow, it was there, right? You could right. bop. It was a bop. Da, da, where Cardi does sound like she's talking a lot of times. She sounds like she's just talking. It's, and, and so to me, you're not a rapper if you're just talking over a beat. It's choppy. Her flow is very choppy. Yeah. And um, I think part of it is, if you listen to her mixtape, she actually sounds a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably because she was writing the majority of that. Mm-hmm. And now she's with Atlantic. You know, they're trying to make a return on their investment. Mm-hmm. So they get her the best writers, mm-hmm. best songwriters. And she's not completely, to me, sounding comfortable, comfortable. with it yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's going to be a wait and see approach. Like you said, now people are just tied into her personality right. more than anything. That's right. going to wear off quick. You know, right. We saw this with Lil Kim before. I'm not right. Lil Kim, uh, Nicki Minaj. Right. Where she could do no wrong for people. And now right. people are sick of her tweeting. Right. Like, I have been for the last couple of years. Well, Remy also bodied her. So. That is true. On Sheether. So she did body her. So and Behind the scenes, a lot of people have issues with um, Nicki. Like she okay. doesn't really play fair with okay. other women. So that's another right. thing that factors into it. So. What do you what do you mean by that? That she doesn't play fair with other women? What's going on? She doesn't really collaborate with a lot of women. She and you know, Remy had issues with her before we heard about it saying right. that she was blocking her from certain awards. Yes. Shows. Like if she's yes. gonna be there, I'm not gonna be there. Right. And if you look at let's look at Lil Kim, for example. There's no ladies' night version with Nicki Minaj, right. she's having all the female rappers right. currently mm. right. you know, all together on the yeah. song. She kinda wanted the spotlight to herself to a degree. Mm-hmm. And we saw a little bit of that same thing with Cardi. Where she's like, you know, Cardi didn't really pay homage to me. Same thing happened with her and Lil' Kim. You know, Lil' Kim had the same issue where she felt that Nicki wasn't really acknowledging her like she should be, even though she took portions of her image. Yes, she did. Come up. Yes. It's really like 360 at this point. Yeah, but it's also 360 downhill, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's also getting downgraded. Because if you look at from going to Kim to Nicki to Cardi, the quality has downgraded. Yes. So, like, that's the problem I have. Like, how is it that hip hop, which is now, which I had to list topic here, like the evolution of hip hop, hip hop is 40 years old, over 40 years old, and the quality has degraded. How does that happen? Like, shouldn't something age like fine wine? Our shit is aging like milk. Why? I think it's because it's really. You know, image over substance, I think, is a big issue. Because like you just said, with the quality going down, right. we also have somebody like Rasty, who's a really good right. rapper. I don't know if right. you heard her. Uh, and she had one of the best albums last year. Okay. But most people don't know. Don't about know. Yeah. And she's with, um, you know, Knife Wanderers? No. Yes. So he's a producer that okay. worked with this group called Little Brother. And I bring up Little uh, He likes Little Brother a lot. There's a rapper in there called Fonte, and he was kind of inspired Drake to come okay. up with his style that he has right, now. Right. So that producer works with Rhapsody a lot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but most of us don't know about her. Right. So for me as a writer, I think I put it on myself to try and expose right. her and write about her. Right. But if the people don't take to it, they don't take so to it. So why are they taking to her? What's wrong? What's her image look like? Is she not good looking? She's absolutely beautiful, uh, Rhapsody is, but... I don't think the the issue is Rhapsody doesn't really have like the shock value in my opinion. Right. You know, like that Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. But what about that. Young M A? Young M A. She hip hop hasn't gotten to a point yet where we're gonna I think really accept uh, lesbian like a bull dyke type of lesbian. But we but we know who she is. I've never heard of Rhapsody. I know who Young M A is. Well, but that's she why she's on Living Hip Hop as well. Yeah, she, right. had, she had that big short song. So sure. I think that's part of the board. To give you an example of what Rhapsody looks like, think about MC Light. Now, okay. Okay. Like right, 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 right. So right. that's not really too appealing at this point. So, okay, so would you compare oh, Rhapsody that? to. Yep, that's right. Would you compare Rhapsody to Rod Digger? Because Rod Digger never really got the shot. That's a good comparison. But, okay. but, but now, Rod Digger did try to dress a little sexy. But now it's rough as well. Okay. Right. Right, but Rod Digger never, she never got over the hump. No. Like, unless you, people right now are probably like, who the fuck is Rod Digger? Like, people There's don't know. Unfortunately, even if you look at Nikki, her name itself is kind of a play on the ultimate male fantasy. Why? That's right. Menage. 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 Oh, Menage's. Oh, and that's deliberate. You know, that's deliberate to be in your mind. So that, but, you know, body. Right, it's all fake. It's Kardashian. It's Kardashian. Exactly. Yes. 
So if you want to be a female in the mainstream, it's like you really don't have any other choice. So so do you think this is the issue Remy has too? Remy's in an interesting spot because she is well respected. Mm-hmm. And before she went in, um, she has some you know regional she minor did. hits. Yeah. So she's kind of an anomaly. Um, she's her look has her. She is sexy. Her look has improved a lot. Remy's look has improved but a lot. It, but there's a belief. Not well, not her look, but more so the songs that she's putting out. She's got some songs recently that okay. was more, um, I guess, romantic, so to mm-hmm, speak. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming over right because you know she has that harsh mm-hmm, delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's like she, her last song, she sampled um, "Main Condition." Okay. Brown okay. Oh, she she Chris, did. And she has Chris Brown on the like, okay. video for it. Okay. Well, I need to go listen to that. That was good, but it's like you're looking at like, do you really want that from Remy? And that's kind of the problem she's okay. making now. That she's trying to be more mainstream now. Yes. It's kind of a dichotomy whether she's meant to be there. Or right. Not. Right. Well, shout out to you, Remy. I love you, Reminisce. Okay. Um. So, okay, we talked about female hip hop artists. Yeah, unfortunately, I do think the uh the the caliber is just is just just really gone down. What do you take the mic right there? You raise me your damn hand, as mic. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. This is Ishmael. This is, this is completely off topic. Okay. Completely off topic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um. But we're still talking about hip hop. Okay. Let's go back to Little Brother. Okay. Because okay. they are because that was one of my favorite hip hop groups. Um, it came out of North Carolina and whatnot. Why did they break up and why have they not gotten back together? What is going on with them? Oof. That is a very loaded question. So to fill everybody out of Gwen's like my who's like, I who the fuck is this? He talks so about them. I don't know who it is. They so. came out first in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Two rappers. Monte uh, and rapper Big Pool and Knife Wonder. Smiles of South Star? Go ahead. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So, their first album did good. It's an mm-hmm. indie album. The second album was called The Chicken Circuit, which mm-hmm. was a play on. What happens when rappers become mainstream mm-hmm. and how you have to behave to try and get accepted? Right. That was on, I believe, it was on Atlanta, okay. and that's where the problem started because even though they had that type of style, they were mm-hmm. expected to put up big numbers, which they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Lil Wayne features, stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they really didn't push the numbers they wanted to, mm-hmm. and that's when the friction started. Mm-hmm. So the problem started with Fonte and Pooh. They wanted Ninth Wonder to change up his style of production. It's more boom bap type of style, mm-hmm. and they wanted to be more. I guess more radio friendly. Mm-hmm. That's where the friction started. So they mm-hmm. split. Mm-hmm. So as of now, Fonte and Ninth Wonder are cool, but I believe uh, Pooh was the one that's still kind of iffy about it, which is why they haven't reunited yet. And honestly, if the chemistry isn't there, I wouldn't want it. I want them to really want to be together and bring the sound up. If not, then I would say just let it go. But if you're saying 2003, it's 2018. So, like, how long? Well, they've still been putting out music regularly. Oh, they have been? Okay. Right. Yeah, Fonte put out an album a couple months ago. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. And he sings, sir. Okay, because I was like, yo, we wrap it up. So Have you ever heard of Foreign Exchange? I have heard of yes, Foreign Exchange. Yes, he's the singer in that group. Okay, and okay. Raps, okay, okay, okay. I mean, all right, well, that was a segment on that. So, coming back to the current state, wait, what did you What did you think of Bobby Shmurda? He reminded me, well, this sound kind of derived from Chicago. Okay. So, it reminded me of that. Um, you think it sound derived from, from Chicago? Because people feel like, I've heard that it's, because I think it was Trini. So, he's, you know, from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, they like, you know, West Indian niggas in Brooklyn dance. And then it just became like... You know, they dance, and it's just like a subculture within Brooklyn. Now, that sounded... Okay, okay. But I didn't know if you really had a lot. He sounded kind of... 
that he could be a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of interested to see where he right. went. He went away too quickly right. before right. we could figure out how good he was going to be. Right. So I don't know how he's going to be when he comes out. I mean, by the time he comes out, he'll be late 20s. It'll be too late. They're not going to know who the fuck he is. It's possible. It's too late. It's too late. It's like Shine, whoever Shine is in Israel. Well, the problem that happened with Shine is his voice completely changed. Oh, did it? Yeah. I don't voice, remember that. It sounded like his uh, voice box got broken. Maybe somebody real, was doing something in his throat. It sounded real raspy. Oh, really? He was, we talked about jail in episode 11, okay? We talked about what happens in jail. So something could have been happening in jail, and his throat got, you know, jacked up. That's possible. You know, he got the party attempt, so that's kind of Right, into Belize. Although he, um, but now, but now he gave up, I think he gave up his Belizean citizenship to go to Israel. Yeah. So he's in Israel. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Jewish now. Right? Yeah. And niggas always find religion when they in jail. Um, so, um, damn, we kind of went all over the place with this. But so going to, you know, because, you know, I struggle with, you know, my dad has made the comment that he's surprised that hip hop has lasted this long. Right. He's like, he's like, it's lasted longer than disco. He hates disco. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's like, he's surprised that it's lasted this long. So is it more from a, like, like how disco is dead versus a. Uh... He expected it to evolve into something else. What disco to evolve into no, something hip-hop. else? Hip hop. He just thought it would have been too dead too. He thought it would have died a long time ago. Um, and so he th- thinks it's fascinating that hip hop has managed to survive, although disco died after like twenty years, or whatever. So, um, See, but you know, Daddy's very. <laughs> he's very into music. We know that he he, he's super into music. But you know, if I make a comment like that, part of me is like. It's just like saying you surprised Reggae lasted the way it did. Uh, yeah, it did. So why wouldn't another black genre last? Well, no, I don't think it's about the black genre part. I mean, and the thing is that if you there is an evolution of reggae per se, yeah, you know, there is. like ska and that's whatever why I was like, 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 was he expecting it to evolve or the fact that it's, I mean, not yeah, I mean, even though what is the current form of hip hop, I mean, that, you know, sometimes I wonder, can we, do we? So my thing is, is this even hip hop? If what we're it's what we're listening to hip hop, like it's Takashi Six Nine. Is that hip hop? Definitely, I would say so. You think it's still hip hop? Yes. So okay, so hip hop is forty years in, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. So let's look at rock and roll. Rock and rock and roll when it was forty years in. By that point, we had distinct differences in the music. Right. So you wouldn't say Led Zeppelin sounded anything like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But just both rock music. So you had your different. So subgenres. Right. You had your classic rock. As an industrial rock, right? Nirvana's alternative or yes, rock. Yes. So I think that's where we're at now. And hip hop. Okay. Hip hop is still a youth-driven culture. Yes. For the most part. Yes. But we have people who have now grown up in hip hop. Yes. So you can't expect me like to want to listen to something that a seventeen-year-old may like to right. actually well, he's twenty-one now, but right. somebody that young, right. that type of music, me being 35, 36. Mm-hmm. So we're having different lanes. Mm-hmm. I just think the problem is believing that at a certain point you have to stop rapping. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true, but there are certain topics you shouldn't be rapping about anymore once mm-hmm. you get to a certain age. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe that. Right. Well, the part I struggle with with hip hop is so you have, you know, the icons, the legends, the ones that started it. I feel like earlier in the day kind of pruned it. Well, who are you talking Give examples who you, who you consider to have done that. Are you talking about like Big Daddy Kane or are you talking about like Melly Mel and like, you know, Cool G Rap and all that shit? I'm talking about honestly all of them. Because when I think, when I look at hip hop, the early shit, you know, woo. I mean, y'all was starting a movement, but then that flow was shaky, okay? But you, <laughs> but you didn't know it, it was it was nothing. It just was nothing. You just had a party, and you were just like, you know, whatever the fuck y'all was yeah. doing, talking. Yeah. Plus, oh, let me talk about this. It, there would be no hip hop, okay? 
if it weren't for the Bronx, number one. But it would also be no hip-hop if it were not for West Indians and Puerto Ricans, okay? Because a lot of it, the early hip-hop pioneers were of uh, yes. West Indian descent. And yes. so the the flow, that whole concept of like the chanting, it actually is a descent directly of West Indian Americans growing up in like reggae and dance hall. So that is like the and parallel also, of it. Yeah. Because to this day, we still freestyle every year. Carnival is a competition. Yeah. So, and you know. work is Jamaican. Yes. Exactly. Hey, Biggie's Jamaican holla. Okay. So I, I'm just saying, like, let us give us props. Even though you West Indians a lot of times don't be into hip hop, but it's our <laughs> shit. I know this shit. It's our it's, it's if you feel it, it, you can just feel the roots. But anyway, um that shit was a little bit shaky in the beginning, okay? It was, so, but as it evolved, the bar was set and I feel the bar was set high. Yes. And somehow for some reason we have allowed the bar to just pretty much fall on the floor and roll down into the gutter. And that's the part I struggle with. Like there was but, a okay, in terms of what lyricism or content? Lyricism. Okay. Th- there is no lyricism. There is no wordplay. There is no creativity. Right. You know, the production is pretty much off the hook. You yes. Know, if, if you really don't care about content, yeah, you yeah. can pop your head to anything. Yes. I feel yes. there was a point in time, especially like in the nineties, mm-hmm. early nineties, where trash like this wasn't allowed. True. It was, or it might have happened, but it wasn't allowed to get mainstream. Yeah. Production has saved the asses of a lot of rappers these days. Yes, because a good beat—it's like it's—it's it's like in base. It's like in and uh, I'll use a sports analogy. You know, they say that a good defense beats a good offense. Well, in this case, good production will help. Will 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 mask uh, bad lyrics every day of the week, and it's and it's showing now. Right. It's really sad. Right. I mean, but it's been showing for a long time. Let's be let's be clear. It has been the nineties had this problem, right? The nineties there were people who were shaky who were fucking shaky. Okay. However, you had greats. You know, it's it's the golden age. It's called the golden age for a fucking reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it they're really and at the time you felt it the thing is true though, growing up in the golden age. You felt it was special though. Like it didn't. It didn't feel like that. It was like the sh- everything. Everything was popping. Okay, and you knew it. You heard it and you felt it, and it was popping. Okay, um, and because the bar people were so talented, like if you were shitty, like you couldn't. You couldn't get put on because exactly. there were the competition was there, right? So actually, what I have down here, what I want to talk about, is that I do think the death of certain players allow for certain people to have the careers they have now. Okay. Because like Jay was never the king of New York. Big was the king of New York. Amen. Right. Jay was never the king of New York. And you know, the death of, um, of Biggie, a pop, a big yes. pun. Yes. Like there are, there were people who were like staples who it, 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 Jay was, he was just, he was like a secondary nigger. He was good, but she was B. You were B. You were not an A level dude. You were not an A level dude. Okay, you just weren't okay, but just like anything else, like if the the, the leader leaves, then the people below can can rise. Right. But it doesn't mean that you were that caliber. Nas was always good though, you know. Nas was all I'll give it. Nas had a better rep to me growing up than Jay in terms of respect in hip hop community and content and yes. originality. Yes, like Jay wasn't, a, and it was it wasn't until was it Hard Knock Life came out where people started to look at Jay differently. That the, so. Yeah, that was that was when people. But it was also because nobody else was here, you know, because nobody else was here. And you know, same thing with the death of Aliyah in in Left Eye. 
I okay, everybody gonna hate me now. <laughs> but I also think that also was contributed to Beyonce's rise. Because oh. truth be told, when Beyonce first came out as a as a, a as a, a solo artist, nobody was checking for her. Check it for me. Nobody was checking for you, bitch. I mean, lady. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we have. I'm sorry. I'm at. I'm at. B. I'm sorry. Okay. No, don't. No, 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 no. No. Stop. Stop. I'm scared. Okay. Um. So, and, and it was Kelly Rowland who actually came out with a, a hit first. You know. So I think we lost some greats, and they were, and, and, and unfortunately, that also helps people who were not as great become the greats, but we never actually replaced that talent. Like, we never replaced it with people of the caliber of the people who Agreed. died. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and you I, know, love, I'm not really a big Beyonce fan, but that girl is a great entertainer. Right. She is a great entertainer. You can tell her work ethic. You know, the, she has she that too. She has hand. excellent work ethic. She does. That yeah. girl hustles. You know, um, now, yeah. am I going to cry for her like I'd cry yeah. when Patti LaBelle dies? Probably not. No. No. But we but we talked about this. Speak to tell speak, tell tell the truth. We so, what do we talk about? Go ahead. When I think about Beyonce, I talk to sometimes Beyonce fans, even in the industry. When I don't go crazy over her, they always look at me like, Oh, what's the problem? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Well, let's look at her catalog. If yes. you compare her catalog to other upper echelon artists, I don't feel it matches up right. to the degree of her stardom. So yeah. You know, after her recent concerts, they've been comparing her with Michael Jackson. Yeah. I don't yeah, see I don't a thriller. I don't see him off the wall. Thank you. I don't I don't you don't have a thriller. You don't have off the wall. You don't have a You don't have a bad, girl. Right. You don't have a bad. I remember when. Okay, go ahead. But I sound like an old nigga. But y'all can't say I'm an old nigga because Beyonce were the same age. So, no, she doesn't have I mean, that. You have to be honest. I hear a lot of crazy stuff with Beyonce. There's a young person that I know. I talk to occasionally just yeah. to get her viewpoint on things. Y'all know who SZA is, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I love her album. So I was like, you know, what do you think about her? What do you think about the album and all that? And she told me that she feels SZA is her generation's child. What? That's a fucking stretch. Exactly. So That's like, a you stretch. hear stuff like that, you got to check it before it gets out of line. That's not, it has nothing to do with being who's old and who's young. Right. It's like when you hear crazy stuff like that, you got to really be Well, are they saying that, have they really listened to Sade? Or like, That's what I said. I said, I was like, I was like, I'll stream love the and get back to me in a couple of days. For real, stream the best of Sade. And yes. Then, right. um, come, you know, and, and I will say this. When I look back, like, um, and I'm going to do, like, um, Carol King, okay. like, stuff like that. I would never say that somebody is disgenerous. Carol King has a great body of work. Like, she just is, like, a great artist from the 70s. Like, people just, it's just, like, Great, you know, that I'm not going to compare someone else. Like, that person's in their lane, and I like someone, but I'm not going to say that, you know, someone is this generation's Aretha. Or like, I'm not going to say that. Like, they're just who they are, and that's that. They they right. put their stamp, and that's that. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about skirt skirt on niggas <laughs> True. and call yourself this generation Sade. I'm Facts. Sorry. You just can't Facts. do that. You know, don't, don't love these niggas and all this other type of stuff. Sade would those words would have never have never right. come out of Sade's lips. So I'm sorry, this is not going to work. I mean, See, they could technically do an Adele comparison, kind of. Mm-hmm. What? She, can't, what you're no, putting up no, there, no, Bob? No, 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 I'm <laughs> saying if someone wants to say compare Adele to Sade in a, mm, mm, you know, yeah, I'm not Adele there. Sade. And for this generation of like 
Yeah, if they're searching for something great, I would say you could say Adele, but you can't say Sizzle. See, the, the problem is, is that so for me personally, when you call Shade, there's a certain level of class, yes, yeah, and refinement, yes. yeah, in her music right. that Sizzle doesn't have. Sizzle is very raw, and honestly, I'm okay with it. You know, she's right. young. Yeah, you know, I think she's dealing with like growing pains. Gr- exactly, yeah. and she's expressing it in a very unfiltered way. Right. Maybe in ten years she would have, mm-hmm. you know, smoothed off the rough edges, but even then she still wouldn't be a shot at. Right? Is no. it something that this generation just doesn't have? Anymore? Yeah, no, it's just different. Um, when we talk about the standard, the '90s standard. Think about common song used to love her. Mm-hmm. Mm, what was that song talking about? He's basically saying hip-hop. that we were losing the value yep, of hip hop. And that was in '94. Yep. Think about the albums that were coming out. That's when Illmatic came out. Yeah. That's when um, Mob Deep's big album yes. came out. So you had that high of a standard where you felt even with songs coming out like that and albums coming out like that, we could still do better. Right. So it kind of shows you, like you mentioned, how far the bar has dropped. Yeah, the, but okay. But you know, we're not going to take away from a hot take about the South Hill hip hop because we're going to go back to that. Here. Okay. At that time, not early, it was mid to late, late that South started rising. Let's start with 90, 98, 99. Yes, yes. That's massive, you know, yes. Let's define, first of all, where the South starts. Let's define that first. Are we just trying to talk about Georgia, Florida, Texas? Louisiana, Evan. Okay. The Carolinas. There's nobody really. Besides people. Yeah, nobody came. Yeah, no one came out. Yeah, yeah. brothers kind of So yes, so no limit. All right, masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about them. All right, cash money, all this. You gonna say it to me? You ain't like that kind of stuff. Listen, no. I I defended that in the episode. I okay. defended that. Gotcha. Okay, I defended that. What is Lady French? He needs to come back. The big time is supposed to be coming back together in the supposedly when I need to do something. We'll but sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's too you lose your you lose your traction. Manny Fresh B will always yeah. be welcome. I'm sorry. But this is the thing. I okay. Let's go back to No Limit. Master P all that shit was trash. Oh well, all of it? Give me a good give me a good track. You didn't like mystical? Okay, okay. So give me give me a song. Give me a song. Give me a mystical song. Mr. Powell song. It's okay. Take that ass, watch yourself. Show you what's working. I wasn't really a big fan. I've never really been. Mr. Cow Country, I feel. Yeah, Mr. Cow, it really wasn't. It was like, it was. No, it was just like, eh, I'm tired of this little country nigga come again. Like, it was, it was like, no, it was this country nigga come again. Like, whatever. They, you know, I don't know. How they got on the radio up here. Okay. He was actually part of 50 Cent's crew. I think she's now selling the Oh, that book? Yes. Yes. Okay, he's from. Okay, so we gotta put Tennessee in it. That's South. So did you like 3 Six Mafia? Any of that? Nope. That was 97. Nope, I remember it. Nope. 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 Listen, I am from Brooklyn through and through. Like, for real. Like, when I think of, and we talked to your friend about this. When I think about hip hop, you know, a lot of people discovered hip hop or something, or like I heard my cousin came down and he had a tape. I didn't discover shit. It was just there. Like I just yeah, I just grew up in it. Like it was like, I didn't discover nothing. I was a little kid. They would people had boo boxes and in the radio going to the bus, we would you would they would be playing. Yes, Eric would stay. Eric, that's in hot ninety seven. Yeah, Eric yeah. used to play on the school bus 
And so I just heard it. It was just around, and it wasn't nothing. And then you would be at school like, stop and peppers here, and we're in the fact. We would just be little kids doing it, and it was you just grew up, and it, it was just music at the time. There was no discovery. It was just that. So when I hear Slick Rick, Mona Lisa used to make me cry. Look, I was like, Mona Lisa. <laughs> Listen, I used to love, you know, it's just stuff you grew up hearing. So I didn't discover it. So for me to know this sound and this, and this is this all I know from a child, right? And then now I become a teenager and I start hearing some country ass niggas saying some wild shit about nothing. <laughs> I just was like, this is weird. It just didn't, it just sounded weird to me. I was like, I wasn't into it. Now, the only, so I'm like, I never was into Southern hip hop ever. And so, you know, at first, you know what? And, and I have to put it on them because you know what? I love me some Bulldogs. I love that they're from the Midwest. I love, I love their flow. I love what they, their creativity. I was like, damn, yes, yes. Y'all, this is some new shit. It was, it was cool. But the South, it was like not talent. It just sounded like you were just inbred, just making noises. Oh, like, yeah, I'm coming at you oh, hard. Damn. You were just making noises and you just sounded dumb. And yeah, I didn't like on. it. Go ahead. Yes, yes, but Outcast was an exception. Outcast was an exception. Was an exception because they didn't they didn't come to the formula that, you know, no limit and cash money, all the shit was they were they were doing that formula formulaic bullshit. So is it more so the, the southern accent that going in there, or just the, the content of the beats? Content and accent. But probably okay. more yeah, no content and accents. I have to say that because I get very okay. funny because my issue with New York rappers today like French Montana and so many people is that they have, they're putting on these Southern accents. And I'm like, you don't sound like that. That doesn't sound, you know, and and so, you know, the funny thing I was listening the other day to Ja Rule, which is crazy, who just made some crazy tweets saying he was a legend, but, um, um, in his mind, but, um, I love listening. Shout out to Ja Rule. You know, you were the original hip hop crooner. Okay. Um, and I, I was listening to, you know, I was listening to down for you that had Ashanti, Vita, who who never happened to her, damn rapper, yeah. Charlie Baltimore, and Ja. And I just, you know what I was relishing in, besides the simplicity of the baseline, but their Northeastern accents. I was just happy to hear them. I was just like, Outcasts have really had a very thick. No, they said Outcast is fine. They were they were different and they were before the late nineties. They were before the late nineties. And they had they were just true hip hop heads. That's different, right? They were just true hip hop headlers. And let me tell you, you blame gangster rap, but let me tell you about gangster rap. I can't be mad at gangster rap because what I also like about hip hop is that it is storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where lyricism comes into. It's like, you may not like the stories they're telling. They might be misogynistic stories and they might be glorifying violence, but if someone can paint a picture and I'm listening to this, then it's like a beat. I'm like, you know, I I feel like I'm learning something. Like someone's telling me a story, like, you know, even a simple, like kind of, it was some, what was it? Don't be a menace soundtrack. Uh, Lost boys, Renee, like Renee is a story. You're hearing the whole story of the relationship, how they met, uh, how she got shot to the, it's, you know, it's a story. But that's a, a lot different when they paint on fun or they're saying a bitch is a bitch. And that's the name of it. Okay. There's a certain over the topness with it that goes almost into like a black genocide territory. Black, define got, black genocide. We were just talking about killing black people 24 7 and the green black limits. That's what they're talking about. And it got worse and worse as it went on. And it really comes out in 1980, 1988. Yes, yes. Fuck the police, stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. Different type of message from the last album. Right. The life where it's just all right. kill, 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 murder, right. and murder. Right. Over the top. Right. So to me, it got worse and worse as a decade went on. And if you can get us to dance and. So what about Snoop? 
What about Doggy Style? I put that in that category. It's a great album, but the mm-hmm. content is horrible. But I mean, he, I but he told a story. Listen, I don't, I don't like. Listen, the content might be fucked up, but he lyrically he has some flow, and he was like, oh, huh? I mean, I mean, like, has all. But how is that different from somebody listening to Lil Yachty now saying, okay? He's like, look, 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 I can't. I'm back the whole thing. I, yeah. I, I even speak English. Is it lyricism? There's no lyricism there. I'm saying it gets worse and worse as you go on, and it gets to a point where it's that's where the bar started. You know, if you can have lyrics like that and be accepted, then junkie type of rap. But hold up, that but, but but hold up, but no, but it got checked though because if you it think did. about it, they were early '90s, right? But then Pac came in with he had a better caliber, and right. so they they didn't they you know that was their descent. The early night that was their descent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Biggie came in, right? So the bar got it got actually increased in the golden age of right. lyricism, and so it did get checked, it did get replaced. That might have had a moment, but the bar got higher with better lyricism. And I remember Biggie was only around for two or three years. I know, and I know. Then it's, and then it's I know. So yeah, but it, but it did, and Pac was there, and it was just just a different Craig. Ma- I mean, Bad Boy at the time, the Bad Boy roster was doing things. That bad boy roster was doing things, mm-hmm. you know. The locks, you know. Um, man, yeah, mom, deep, damn, it was good. Listen, I'm thinking, okay, I'm really Asian myself. So I remember going to the tunnel on Sunday nights with wow. hip hop night, girl. Wow. You don't, listen. I, when I tell when I tell like club stories, I'm really Asian myself. I let me age myself even further. There used to be. I saw a big pun. At Club Exit, okay. Oh my Exit, girl. Exit, and it became called something else after I forget the name. I don't know. Who knows what it, it got? It got names at the time. I saw a Big Pun perform at Club Exit. I'm old. Fuck y'all, okay. Um, and I saw so many performances, man. And I used to go to, I used to go to the tunnel up the street. It used to be Twilo. So if I wanted to get some, uh, if I wanted to get some, like. House music or techno or go to Twilo. There's Limelight used to be. You, you would go to Webster Hall. It depends on hip hop night. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on something on Spring Street the other day, and I was like, or Varick Street, and I was like, Jumper Club Envy. Yeah, listen, this, these are these are New York staple flashbacks. And I remember all oh, these be Club Cheetah Tuesday night. Yes, Club Cheetah. Okay, I used to dance with Maxwell. Listen, listen. I'm not gonna tell all types of my business. Okay, <laughs> when has been out here? Okay, in the hip hop life. Um, and so it was good times, man. Good times. What? You know, I, I really, I mean, I'm kind of lost because you know I'm a kid from Baltimore. Right. So, yeah. So all you know, thing, things were different for us down there. We had club music, which very chanty, very, I mean, it's a form of house go-go music. down there, right? Go-Go's DC. What the fuck is the difference? Same difference. God, it's yeah. not the same. Like no, it, it is different. It is, different. <laughs> it is not the same difference. Now, granted, I know, I know, I do know groups, uh, you know, that in, in, uh, in Go-Go. I know Chuck Brown, Rest in Peace, uh, Rare Essence, you know, 9-11 band, now all these other not, not yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Of course. EU. Okay. Yeah, that's that's EU. That's a, yeah, that's a that was, I remember that for me and Kid in Brooklyn. Yep. Doing that back. We used to do it in elementary school. Yeah. yeah. And see, and, and see, you know, a lot of, you know. Spike Lee. He put that was in one of his movies or something. Movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, for Baltimore is just a weird dichotomy. You know, because we, we you know, we, we heard a lot of northern, you know, we heard a lot of northern, northern hip hop, you know, from New York and whatnot. We also heard a lot of southern hip hop. 
you know, a lot of it to, you know, when, 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 when the South was on its rise and, you know, it was, it was good, you know, and then the, the thing about Baltimore also was, you know, we had a lot of local talent, but the local talent, you know, like who can forget Drew Hill and other, you know, hip hop R&B acts, you know, who came originated out of Baltimore. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just weird for us. You know, we, 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 we were, we're just kind of in the middle. So when you have all these, you know, so when so when y'all have these stories, it's really entertaining. I, I, unfortunately, I'm just like, wow, you know. Listen, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about just every. You know, I mean, I did. I was too young when Biggie. You know, I was too young. I mean, listen, I was actually underage with some of the stuff I'm talking about too. But um, I was underage. Yes, I was. I was underage. Yeah, I was underage. Um, but hey, uh, but it, it's just it's just it's just a different time because I'm thinking about like Camp Lowe's and Chini. Oh. Like, come on! This is yeah. come on! Like they're not talking about nothing special, but it's it's the lyricism, the beat. Like that is hip hop. That is hip hop. Takashi six nine, you know all these little yachty little pump little little suck okay, my dick. Here's the thing about Gucci. So that's a very well known sample. Yes. Um, sampling is very difficult to do these days because it's so expensive. Yes. So the average sample, let's say from a no-name 70s group, might bring you $10,000. Right. Camp Lowe's album that you're talking about mm-hmm. probably had anywhere from maybe 40, 50 samples on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So to get something like that done today is too expensive for mm-hmm. a label to want to invest in. Right, right. So as opposed to some kid using, you know, his computer Garage in his room, yeah. it's easier to do. Now, the quality right. is going to be less because, you know, when you find that sample, you got to dig for days, right. months, right. get it perfectly right. So that quality is not going to be there that we're used to. So that's kind of the change of production that you see. But, Kanye and people like that have money. Right. You know, they can pay for samples. But, okay, we're going to come back to Kanye. But... I don't think we have an issue with the production today. The production today is actually fine. Yeah. Yeah. The production is not killing. Like I don't like the if the evolution of the style of the beats and the baseline changing. I'm fine with the production today. Okay. The production has saved these niggas. Okay. <laughs> it is that you should not be. A, you're not a rapper. Like just because you're in your bedroom, you know, blip, like you know, saying gibberish doesn't mean that you should be a rapper. Okay. Yeah. And and that's my issue. And you don't have any lyricism. There's no flow. You're not, I'm not listening. You know, I'm not tripping up trying to say your lyrics because it's so like intricate. I'm tripping up because you have a lisp and I can't understand you. Okay. It's different. Okay. It's because you have a speech impediment, nigga. That's why I can't follow your lyrics. It's not because it's like, Ooh, he's saying all this wordplay and I got to, you know, it's, it's different. So it's like I, I want some lyricism. I want somebody who's you know now is different. You don't need to take out take out this take out a thesaurus and find some cinnamon yes. and and like tell me a story that makes sense and makes me make me want to like follow you on this journey of what you're saying. Okay, tell me a fucking story and you have this this journey and make me want to you know learn these lyrics because like wow you're speaking to me. Like it's, not, it's that's that's hip hop to me. That's fucking hip hop. So that's still being done. I think the issue is you can't hear it as regularly as you would in the mind. Right. So like if you turn it on high ninety seven, let's say Why would I do that? Okay. I was like, what, one eight hundred two 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 nine seven nine seven? Uh T Rock Seals move diggy. All types of diversity. Right. So you do have to kind of search for it. It's easier for me because I'm in the industry. So right. I can, you know, hear a lot of different things. But right. I'm trying to get you a playlist together of some young artists okay. that do what you're saying. Okay. Listen, do that. Do that. That's fine. If you're, you're on Spotify, make me Spotify link. Okay. Got you. That's it. So I have a question. Yes. I stumbled this morning across some 
little young rapper dude from Maryland named Logic. Logic White Kid, right? Yes. Well, apparently he's half breed. Yeah, but you know. They be lying. He, he, he like Sean like, King. Oops. No, he is mixed, but. You know. <laughs> like Sean King. He but go like. ahead. Sorry. I'm flagrant. <laughs> so, before I even take the time to go and like, listen to this guy's lyrics, is he decent? Like, where can I find the decent rappers? You know, like, I like Kendrick. Not I'm, Kendrick. Not, I'm okay. that type of person, you know? Okay. Uh, I'll even do ASAP Rocky sometimes, you know. Sometimes sure, I can do ASAP. I can do ASAP sometimes. I can do Drake sometimes. I can do Drake. I'm fine with Drake. I even like Lil Wayne. What's his I can't. I can't. I can't do Wayne. But go ahead. I can't do Wayne. But I find with this generation, like who who can I pop to in my um middle aged? With her two, with her five year old, three year old in the back seat in the car seat. Logic is pretty good compared to rappers his age out now. He actually raps. He does verses. He's coherent. You can hear he still saying. got acne. How old is he? He's in his early twenties. Girl, I got acne. He's so young. No, he looked like he, he, he looked like he was like a teenager. But he's actually really movie. popular. He's one of the more popular younger rappers. But he actually raps. He's no calling response type channel. Mm-hmm. He actually does verses. What do you think of Macklemore? I don't have a problem with him because he stayed in his lane for the most part. Okay, he ha- he has stayed in his lane. Oh, what about? So, he's not somebody I would listen to regularly, mm-hmm. but you know, I can respect what he does. G Easy. He's always kind of seemed like an industry plant to me. He doesn't seem okay. like he's really completely into hip hop. Mm-hmm. He's more just a vehicle for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really have much interest in that. So we we talked about most stuff a little bit because we talked about favorite albums, and I told you, oh, you asked me who my favorite rapper was, and I told right. you Biggie. Mm-hmm. But I said, even though Biggie's my favorite rapper, if I were to say one of my favorite like top two, and it probably is my number one album Black is Black on Both Sides. Uh-huh. It's most stuff. It's probably my favorite hip hop album of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, although most stuff is not my favorite artist, but that album is just that work is, you know, I listen to that shit to work now, going to work, and I'd be like, Lord, this has been around my whole damn life, and it's the same story. Like this is this is life. This this album is life. I'm in first class, and she, you know, putting extra water in my water glass. Okay, look, it's, it's just like so much shit that is so real, right? Um, when how. And obviously, we also talked about most stuff, Yasin Bey and his choppy career and, you know, issues that he's had. But the same way we said Beyonce doesn't have like a like an opus, like a like what's her thriller, what's her um, whatever not. Most stuff does have that. Right. You know, shit, fuck it. Lauren Hill has it. It might be the one thing, but she has it. Right. Who now has it? Who now has that? Mm. Jay Cole. J. Cole is one. J. Cole is decent. I'll give you that. His album that it's like, it's going to, when you're 18, listen to it. And then fast forward when you're 35, it's still like, this is, this is, this Here's is what's change. up. With a lot of artists these days, you mm-hmm. can't always look at the albums and get the mixtapes. Because the mixtapes are going right. to be a little bit free. Okay. Like that. So okay. J. Cole, I would say, check out Friday Night Lights. Okay. That's the mixtape that he's about seven years old now. Okay. That's probably his best project. Mm-hmm. His best album that you can just stream would be Four Souls Drive. Okay. Those would be the two. Um, I would put Kendrick up there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, good Kid, Mad City, Section 80, his first two albums. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other, I'm trying to think of a recent album. I'm talking about Black on Both Sides. When I'm talking about Black on Both Sides, it's like. That's a very unique album. So it's hard to find anybody that can compare with that. Why do you say the album's unique? I think he covered all the bases. I mean, you got your political commentary. Mm-hmm. He talked about social issues. Miss Fat Booty. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. talked about uh, appropriation. Okay. This is years ago. Yeah. 
you know, you're getting all that, and it goes down easy. It's not like he's preaching to you. No. And that's very, very hard to do. Kendrick yeah. has that issue where sometimes it sounds like he's preaching. Mm-hmm. So, but he's kind of the closest that we got. Well, that means again, it did. The bar hasn't been hasn't been raised because if that came out in '99, some people look at what would you say is the greatest period of R&B in your lifetime? Would you say '90s? In my lifetime? Yeah, '80s. Because truth be told, the rest of R&B probably was before our lifetime. It was probably before our lifetime. True, because like Motown, like yeah, like that's. That's the peak of you know yeah. R&B. Like that's the peak. Like the peak of funk music in the seventies. Yeah. So it's never got to that point when we have funk artists now. Right. That's the golden period. That's you know you're you right. look at the nineties. How many top ten rappers came from that period? You got Nas, mm-hmm. Scarface, mm-hmm. all those people. Mm-hmm. That was their most active period. So. Hip hop okay. might not die anytime soon, but that might be the peak. That might always be the peak that we'll never get back to. Okay, but fine. Right. Motown. We'll say that was like late fifties or like sixties, seventies, sixties, like early seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there. Then disco had its height in the seventies. Right. Um, rock had its height, like a lot of like uh, like glam rock eighties. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Early nineties was grunge, mm-hmm. right? And also nineties was hip hop, blah blah. Right. Two thousands, and we're at the end of whatever the hell decade this is. The tens, we're almost at the yeah, end of this, time, right? Yeah. So we the two thousands, and then the tens. The two, what were the two? The, these last twenty years, what the fuck was it? I've been here, you've been here. What the hell happened what the last happened? eighteen years? There's what was what was the height from two thousand to twenty ten, and what's the height now? We're we're in twenty eighteen. Okay, so we got some names. So we gotta go back to the stock. Oh lord. What about Ti? What Ti? Any of this stuff? I mean, he's popish, you know. Like he didn't. Mm. He was. He's not like a real rapper. He's, he's just not like a, a real rapper. He's like a pop guy. Oh, man. He's like a pop guy. Let me give you a few Ti albums. Okay. Um. Who else? He says you don't like Lil Wayne. Fuck so no. We'll leave him out. He's. He has some decent albums. He can suck my dick. What about Rick Ross? Rick Ross has some good albums. I can't respect him. No. That's true. Well, he's not. Well, Bobby Lanting. But, but sorry, image, you know. Shit, that's a Bobby Lanting. <laughs> so sorry, no, no. No, no. Beats is fine, but yeah, he, but he can flow too deep. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it. She's more forgiving. She's more forgiving. I want a New Yorker too. I have to be honest. I want a New Yorker. New Yorker. Who sounds like they're fucking from New York? What do you think about Dave East? Dave is missing something. He can rap, but just like his projects kind of run together to me. Mm. It's like you listen to a whole album from him, it's like by the time you get to track six, seven, you're like, you're good. It's kind of hard to get through a whole album from him. I mean, shit, I'm missing Mr. Cheeks now. Shit. I mean, some. You know, I, I swear to you, I saw him perform a couple of years ago. Now, do you think He's Mr. Cheeks can rap? Is he a rapper here? Or is he just kind of a turn up? Be honest. So okay, you can't say Ti is trash and Louis Okay, like, I didn't say he was. Um, Mr. Cheeks is a moment. You know, he comes from a moment of time. You know, it's from a moment of time. Um, it, yeah, it, it's it's just a different. And yeah, like I said, you you're gonna have to send me some playlists. But I actually, I really want someone to sound like they are from. Fetty Wap is from Jersey. What the fuck? You from Jersey? Yeah. Listen to him. He is out of here, but he you would never know he was from Jersey. Right. It's so weird. Like to be put on, you have to sound like y'all. 
But that happened in Ibeck, you remember Boss? Remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she used to rap like she was a West Coast gangster rapper. And she was from New York. So that even happened back in our you know, golden period. So. He's not as big as he used to be, but a rapper who I really enjoyed listening to, Pharrell mm-hmm. Monch. Oh, wow. Damn, that's a, that's a name from a damn milk wow. carton. Oh, he's still, he still makes music, man. But <laughs> I thought that might be a little too milk. His face is on a milk carton. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> he's still around. Missing. <laughs> wow, you're right. I forgot. That, that is probably from a milk right, cart. Who was I thinking about the other day? Um, I was I was watching like a documentary or something on Biggie. It was really good, and it was um, who was the one that LL had a beef with back in the day? And, like, cannabis. Cannabis. I like these are people from a milk cart. What happened to cannabis? He went to the military for a while, but he must be old now. Bones cracking. He makes music occasionally, but this problem is always in production. Okay. Like, he never got that. Yeah, he never got it right. But was was White Buff involved with him or something? Yes, okay. Yeah, I was just thinking about old time rappers, and I because in preparation for this, um, and like, yeah, they're d- talking about faces on a milk carton. Lord, these people are gone. Like I said, smiles Stop. and stout star. <laughs> they should have made some good money off that song. The one song, yes, yes. Um, yeah, the only thing at the time that I was from the south that I was permitting, I was permitting it wasn't even it was like R&B song. What was that? Shorty swing my way. KP oh and Envy. Really? KP and Envy. Okay, yes. Uh that was yes, girl. That was I was like, okay, I I, I can permit this one. But now what about the uh the dipset? Did you like that? I, I do like dipset. Okay. I do like they dipset. Had a, a southern flavor, you know? Trash. I, I know, I know. Which which <laughs> was which who who was talking about it? Was it you or someone was saying was it you who's who who said that um what's that crazy guy from Jersey, Joe Budden, that he had a conspiracy theory that it was Dipset is the reason why that they sold New York down down the river down south because they were holding the keys to the New York hip hop sound, but there because of some meeting or something in the south they ended up throwing it. It was some conspiracy right. theory about it was it was you know and Joe Budden you know he's on us. Sound just naturally changed. We all the older you get, you're gonna go through periods where the music just sounds foreign. And I think that's where we're at now. So you're trying to call me an old ass coon? Is that what you're trying to do? I mean, this stuff I listen to now, I'm like, what the hell is this? It's just like it sounds bad to your ears. Because right. every generation we have our, I guess, our checkpoints of what a good hip-hop song is. Right. When we hear a certain flow, right. it's like, okay, this is a good song. Right. We're not hearing that now. Because like you said, right. we're not really getting full verses anymore. Right. It's call and response. Somebody like Young Thug, I can't even make out what you're saying. Exactly. Young, oh God, Young Thug. How is he even popular? Like we have that frame of reference for when the technical skills are at. Somebody 18, 17, this is their only but so was your mommy wasn't listening to nothing in the car with you you didn't learn you didn't hear anything apparently not what were you listening <laughs> to in the car i don't know that's a, that's a good question you know, a lot of these you know younger rappers they claim they don't know any of these they don't know biggie they never listened to a full album you yourself were at the brunch and them girls didn't know hypnotize i listen woo, that, right? woo, listen we were like what in the fuck was going on you're listening to episode 10 Yes, you have to listen to yes, so we went to the hip hop brunch. There were a bunch of girls like in their twenties, and it was just me, Kimmy, and Slim partying it up. Hypnotized came on. People didn't know it. They don't know. They don't know these songs. We were d- doing it up, nothing. But when he switched over to Drake and whatever, not everyone started going to you know people. That's mm-hmm. what they cared. They because he first started playing like a remix with someone else rapping who wasn't Biggie. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is uh-huh. weird. And then he did it. And I was like, how could you do that before you actually do the real drop with Biggie? <laughs> it was, um, it was unfortunate. 
I think our generation too, we actually care more about the Asian than the younger generation does. True. Like I think I'm born in '81, mm-hmm. and I can still remember songs from about '85 forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm bad, hello, mm-hmm. push it, songs like mm-hmm. that. I don't really think a lot of kids look at the music the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't think they feel it as an integral part of their lives like we did. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big difference. It's kind of just something that they do for leisure. True, true. Because you know, because you know what? That's a good point. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Because when we were growing up, the, especially when we were little. You had the radio. If you wanted to record it, you put a cassette in. You would have to press record and play. Try, try to listen to it to try to get your song on your tape. You know what I'm saying? Please, how many tapes I did? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I rock my tape pop. To, I let my tape pop to my tape pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, we used to rock our, you know, our tapes. But then, and it was. We really only had two options when we were growing up. It was either listening to the radio or watching TV. Now they have a whole ton of other Yes. Right. They do have other distractions. So maybe music isn't, it isn't such an integral part, right? You could be playing. Video games, and it's not just playing video games now with yourself. You're playing it, you know, with other people all over the world. Yep. Um, you know, you're on the gram, you're on, you're snapping. You know, so there's so many things because one thing we there was a comment we made in episode ten that when we were there, there was a guy sitting behind us, and he would he was dancing, but he was dancing for someone to record him, like snapping, doing it right. right. So yeah. are you actually doing something because you enjoy it? Or are you only doing it because you want to be seen, because you want attention, exactly. right? And I think so. You're right. Truth be told, music probably just not is not as important to the new generation. You know, the whole process of when you finally got some money to go buy an album. Yeah, they were expensive. You had yes, choices. You save your little money up. And when you got it, you played it so you almost memorized it. Yeah, well, yeah. As opposed to now, if I'm streaming something, twenty songs on like four. Yeah. You don't even bother listening to the rest. That's of true. That's true. Chris Brown just put up an album of fifty-four songs. On it. How many songs you really want to listen to? Right, that's true. Because you know what? Because you, because you know, before you used to know when the album was going to drop, and then you would save your little money. And Sam Goody used to be expensive. At the end, of East Nando was an expensive one. The CD sites go to the Wiz. The Wiz, right? So you would go to the Wiz, and you know, you could buy a CD single for like a dollar if it was on sale, and like you know, so you would go, so you would save it, you would save your little money because if it was a good price, it would be like nine ninety nine for the full CD, and you would go get the CD. Um, and then you would listen to it because it was your money. And that was, you know, you're absolutely right. So it was a different, because of the distribution, it was a different relationship. Definitely. With the music. I will say this about, when we're talking about Southern hip hop, well, let's talk about, we didn't talk about No Limit and uh-huh. <clears throat> Cash Money completely. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you know how they were founded, both those labels are drug money. Okay. So hustler mentality. So I think they approach the music like that. Fair. Basically, Fair. you know, this is our product. Get out as Sell much it. as possible. No Limit was putting out an album every month. Yes, basically. yes, yes. So and they were making a lot of money. Right. So when you're doing it that way, the quality is secondary. Right. The diversity is secondary. Right. And they weren't going through all the processes like of a major label where you would have like A&R and you would have like the, there are a lot more gap stop points right. and like milestones in a regular like big machine mm-hmm. as opposed to them doing their own thing where they were cutting out a lot of stuff. So you're cutting out corners, you cut the quality too. So I think with those two, their biggest contribution, you know, they had classic songs, but more mm-hmm. so the business model. The fact yes. that they were able to get that distribution. Yes. Yes. Uh, a parallel, you mentioned Motown. There was criticism from them that whole yeah. Motown sound. Yes. They figured it sounded cookie cutter. That's one thing Quincy Jones said to um, Michael yeah. Jackson was like, you need to change your sound. Yes. People forget Michael Jackson had about five albums before he yes. got to off yes. the wall. Yeah. So, wait, wait, five albums solo? Yeah. He had five solos? Five or four. 
they were all on Motown that he went to. Uh, was epic. Okay, was okay. So Awful Love was his first epic. Album. Right, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mo- okay, true, you know, it's true. We tend to romanticize the past. Right. Motown had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. They, but, you know, we talked about this. We talked about, we talked about artist development. Right. Motown worked the hell out of some artist development. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's why I love, you know, and this is the thinking about a craft and people loving their craft. Motown, you would have to learn how to sing the song. You could sing it one time, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't most. It wasn't the engineer fixing your shit. You know, push that person, that point up. It wasn't. It wasn't auto tuned. You would get developed until you had a band or not, and you could sing it one time in one take and get the recording because you did it with such precision, right? Um, we don't have, you know, A and R because again, we t- actually I had I had my third thing here, which we didn't get to, was making money in the music industry. And who decides what's hot and like the demographics of decision makers and execs, right? So I think not a lot of black people, right? And so because the model changed from hard CDs where, you know, you would make your money and stuff like that to the internet with Napster and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. And they saw such, you know, the margins drop, then you start to cut, right? You start to cut. So you, you don't want... I don't have my, I don't have time to spend money on artist development to, to, you know, to rough around you. I just make sure you learn how to flow Cardi. Like let us have you practice. I'm not going to do that. I expect you to do the Bieber model, right? You on your own, have a YouTube, you get your millions of followers online. And then because you've proven yourself that you can market yourself and you have a following, then I'll give you a deal for distribution. And I don't need to do the development because you've already done it. Right. So the model has changed. So because they're not making as much money. They want to invest less. And so by investing less, you're getting subpar quality. And it's like, why change? Because, you know, people aren't listening to whole albums anymore. So they have no incentive to change their model. Right. So the best music only happens from people outside of the major labels. Right. And then when they get to the major labels, you can normally hear a big shift. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. But if, so, but, Okay, but if we say what happens, right? I'm gonna put. A, I'm gonna flip that a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the music, <clears throat> not music. In the in the film industry, mm-hmm. people often say that they don't want to invest in black films mm-hmm. because they don't. There's it's a niche market, and they don't do well abroad, right? So they don't get a lot of marketing. They get a lot of funding. They don't get a lot of investment or, you know, they don't get picked up because people feel like, oh, you don't want to spend a lot of money on a black movie because it's not going to get any money. Mm-hmm. However, Black Panther has broken all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So when are we going to have our Black Panther moment in hip hop? Okay. Because this bullshit ass model that's happened, that, you know what, not what I just, I, I think I answered my own question. I said, what the fuck happened in the last 20 years, you know, from 2000 to 18? Mm-hmm. It's the internet. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what happened. And that's why we don't have any great deck, you know, it's not the Motown era. It's not hip hop. It's not the nothing. It was, it was, it was the internet that fucked everything up. It made it, it equalized things where everyone could actually get access to it, but it also ended up in lowering the caliber and the quality, you know, it, it, it lowered the barrier to entry, but by default, it also lowered the The quality yeah, the caliber. Right. So if, but with that being said, when are we going to have our Black Panther moment in hip hop? When is it going to be that someone comes back? It's not niche like you know some backpack nigga. I'm talking about like some real, like a big movement. 
Yeah. Um, when do we get Lauren Hill miseducation again? Yeah, I just want to say it's already passed. I don't think. It, I don't you don't think, think we can do it again? I don't think somebody's probably saying the same thing at the end of the 80s when it came to rock music, but when we want to get done with this hair level stuff. So it can come at any moment. Do I see somebody on the horizon right now doing it? No. I think it's somebody that we haven't discovered yet. Not even J. Cole or Kendrick? No. None of that package. J. Cole and Kendrick are, in a way, old school now. They've been out for yeah. about 10 years each. So mm-hmm. they've done you know, their part as far as you know, establishing their brand. Mm-hmm. But now it has to be somebody younger that comes up yeah. with a different type of sound. Yeah. And I don't think we discovered them yet. And hip hop is, you know, from a international reaches, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean Wu Tang, they they tour all the way True. all around the world. True. Surprisingly, it seems like most of these artists actually make more money touring outside yeah, of the state they do. than they do here. They do, they do. But do we want so so think about that. Think about Takashi six nine and all these stupid ass little niggas. Do we want that being exported? Do I want little Japanese and German children doing? That's what I want. Like that's what I want them doing. Like you know, it doesn't just affect us here. It affects the whole imagery and everything outside. You know, we're so connected in a globalized society. I would hope because there's so there's such flash in the pans that. They're not doing any lasting damage. Like, you know, these are songs that are not being played five years, three years from now. Mm-hmm. So we just have to hope that if they're not getting that type of traction here, they're not getting mm-hmm. that type of traction overseas. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest concern, though, is the fact that you guys have encountered people who want to be in hip hop, who are in hip hop, but don't know, haven't listened to a biggie. An entire Biggie album or an That's entire true. album or Nas album. That's true. Like That's true. So how, how is that okay? Yeah. Because right. because Biggie was listening to Big Daddy Kane. He was listening to the people before him. Right. Right? So how come it's okay now that you don't know the art form that came before you? Why is that okay now? I think because we don't have an appreciation of history in general. And even it wasn't as bad in our generation, but think. If somebody came to you in 92 or something, let's say 95, like, hey, I want you to listen to the Sugar Hill album. You need to learn this, yada, yada, yada. How would you have received it? Would you have listened to it or would you have been like, yeah? I would have listened to it. If I'm a true it. fan of the game, I would have listened to it. I would have listened to it. I would hope so. I don't think we ever downed. We never downed Sugar Hill Gang. Nope. That's the difference, too. Mm-hmm. We weren't like, that's trash. No one was saying that the music that came before was garbage. No one was saying that. Yeah. I agree with that. No, and no one was like ignoring it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you were in this good moment, and because, especially with the sampling at the time, you were still melding the old with the new, right? I think the quality was still going up too, because people would say all the time, "Now it's like the new rock." Right. But right. I'm not getting that transition now, unfortunately. I just think a lot of those artists are kind of lost. I don't think there's really any getting to them because they. Well, they're all drugged out. Right, and their focus is not on. Preserving the, the art, the culture, on yeah. Money. yeah. So somebody like that, you really shouldn't invest any time. You're right. not going to get through them, right? So right. we just have to focus on those that really care about the culture. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be around long term. So let's talk about speaking of the culture because it's the last person I want to talk about. Why are we talking about Mr. West, Mr. Kanye um, West? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you think that he cares about the culture? So Kanye. Mm, you know, so we all know he has some mental problems, you know? Does he? Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't think... When his mother died, 
I think that just completely devastated him. And I don't think he's ever really gotten past that. And quite frankly, I think if Mama West was still alive, half of the shenanigans, if not all of the shenanigans he's he's gotten himself into, including getting down with them crazy ass Kardashians, probably would have never happened. Never. I have some hot takes, but go ahead, Ishmael. I don't necessarily think that he has issues, like mental issues. I think he's very calculated in everything that he does. Mm -hmm. I think especially being with the Kardashians, he Mm -hmm. knows how to manipulate the machine. People claim that they hate the Kardashians, pay attention to everything that they do. Mm -hmm. So, and I think he's always wanted acceptance on that highest level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the most important thing to him now, Mm -hmm. more so than culture. Mm -hmm. So I think however however he plans on getting it, He's willing to do it. I think um, this whole Trump thing and all that stuff, he knows it's going to get him maximum attention. Mm -hmm. And I think he's at a point where he feels that, oh, if I make money or if I'm in this position, I'm not a black man anymore. I really think he's starting to feel that now. Like, oh, I got my money and my stature. That's going to put me above anything else. That's where it feels like he's at now. So, and that's, I struggle with that opinion. I'll tell you why. Because Mm -hmm. Kanye has established himself. You know, he is... He's talented. He's good at what he does. He's talented at producing. His rap skills, for this day and age, considering where the bar is set right now, right? Decent. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so for him to go through all this extra stuff, to me, makes no sense, especially when in your camp is people like Common. Right. And, crap, the name escapes me, from Virginia Beach. Twins. One of them is with him. The clips? Yes. Push it to you. Exactly. You know, I just, I I feel there's more to it. I I definitely feel there's more to it. It can't just simply be I'm trying to gain all this attention, you know, to get acceptance and, you know, utilize the Kardashians because they've, you know, they figured out how to, you know. I think deep down we want it to be, but I think even from the beginning, he's always created attention. Even from college yes. dropout, just yes. his whole demeanor and the way he carried himself was kind of like, look at me. Yes. Yeah, no, but now everybody is. Get over it now. I think that's exactly what he wants. I have, go ahead. Cause I, have something to say. I mean, the way I, the way I see it with Kanye, um, he's he's this is this this is going to sound crazy given my upbringing, but Kanye's in the sunken place right now. He's been there a long <laughs> time. <laughs> He's been there a very long time since before he started with uh, this, this 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 new love affair with Trump. I have no idea why he would think this is a good career move. Uh, he's lost at last check on Twitter. He's lost nine million followers. But how many did he gain? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he wants to get the MAGA hat wearing crowd. You know, behind him, you know, at, at his back. I mean, he definitely has. He might have that. You know, they might be calling him a nigga behind his back, but at least he might have he that. Yeah, but he's got he's got that money from them, probably. I mean, who knows? But ultimately, I think Kanye. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Ishmael. Kanye is doing this for attention. He's doing this strictly to gain. You know, to he's doing this strictly for you a look at me moment, and that's. <laughs> That's where it is with him, unfortunately. So I, this is my take on Kanye, and it goes back to 2005. I remember being in Japan in a Nepalese restaurant, talking to a guy. I don't know where you are. Um, I forget your name, but we were talking about college dropout and Kanye. And I honestly have had issues with Kanye from the beginning. And this is my take on Kanye. Uh, 
He's a narcissist. He likes attention. And my issue with Kanye is that college dropout rubbed me the wrong way because your mom made her career and sacrifice to be in higher education. And you had access to tools that a lot of people wish they could have and you didn't. And for you to make a mockery of that, it felt wrong to me because you actually benefited from higher education. Your mom was able to feed you because she was a professor. You were in these circles of academia and all this stuff. So for you to allegedly turn your back, it just seemed disingenuous to me because that is a part of your identity. That's a part of what you came up in. So for you to say, oh, like, nigga, you, this, 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 uh, it just seemed a little bit like, mm, are you just doing this to be flagrant right now? Because truth be told, that's in your heart and your mind. I just found it to be a little bit disingenuous. I just found it to be disingenuous. I was like, that's actually a part of your identity. You're trying to talk about it like a struggle and oh, da, da. but I really felt like, yeah, nigga, you lying. I just didn't feel like, I, I didn't feel like it was authentic. I just feel like, nigga, you lying because you're trying to make money. You're trying to make money. I just didn't feel like this, like we've had actually in episode six, Angry Black Woman, we had the conversation about, does it make sense for black people to invest in education because you're not making enough money on the flip side? Like we've had that conversation. We've talked about how, you know, whether or not it it helps for upward mobility. It does, although you get a lot of debt. Statistically, black people, if you you are just more likely to get paid more on par, you're not going to be equal, but with education than without. It just is that, right? And he has access to knowledge like that. He benefited from that. For him to have like the message of college drop, it just, it just was, it was, again, for me, it was cognitive dissonance. I was like, this shit don't even make no sense. You're just doing this for the look. Like, I just thought it was just like for a look. Like, I didn't feel like it was very genuine based on his background. The other thing that I found interesting with Kanye is that his mom, if people remember the circumstances under which his mother died, she died having elective surgery. She died having like a boob job or a boob something at like an outpatient center after she had already been advised that she should not do it, right? And so people don't understand a lot of times when you have surgery, you can do it in a doctor's office, but actually if you have like a pre-existing medical condition, you probably should do it in a hospital because if something goes wrong, same thing happened with Joan Rivers. If something goes wrong in the doctor's office, they don't have the things to keep you alive, right? But his mom did something which for vanity and unfortunately died. So to me, your mom just, you know, this, this, you know, fucks your mind up, but your mother who died from vanity, then you end up marrying the most vain, fake plastic person. Like, how could you, I would think that you would want the most natural woman because your mom died under the knife for plastic surgery because of societal pressure and beauty standards. But then you go and marry the fakest fucking bitch on the block, a Barbie black. You, you just, the cut, it's, it's never genuine. Like, it's always like, nigga, what are you talking about? Sorry, I have all these crazy, this is what goes to my mind. Because, you know, he, he probably boasts that, you know, his wife blew up off of a, Sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, What's I, to be proud of? Yeah. I, I don't, when did it, when was that something to be boasting about? For your wife. So mm-hmm. 
I, I just think he's a narcissist. I just think he's a narcissist. He wants attention at all costs. It don't matter what you say. Don't make no sense. Like, because like if your mom died having like a boot job, wouldn't you be like, listen, baby, you got to be the most natural thing. I don't want you to go through anything. I want you to be, you know, because that, you know, you're beautiful how you are. And you have someone who stay under the knife. Just so many serial numbers in her fucking body parts. Okay. And you, how? How? And I'm not judging Kim in terms of his rents, but he is every, it, the stuff he does a lot of times to me is like, at the end of the day, you're just doing it for attention. It don't make no fucking sense. You're just doing it for attention. Definitely attention. That's fine. You're just an attention whore. And so show us pictures of, is this the sunken place? Look at my big house. Okay. So when Kim, when you become the next Lamar Odom, when you mm. become the next, you know, Tristan, Tom, when you become the next nigga in the line who, you know, gets a smear campaign against them, then what you gonna say, bro? What are you gonna say? Yeah. So I, I you know I'll say it. I don't I've never really had any respect for Connie. I just haven't. I just haven't. He's talented and I acknowledge his talent, but I also think that he's just uh, narcissistic as fuck and he could suck my dick from the back. So <laughs> So I take it you won't listen to the new album. No. I haven't listened to an album in years. He's just, he just tries too hard. You know, the thing about Kanye, and narcissism a lot of times is based, is, is is rooted in insecurity. Right. Right. And so he's so insecure. Um, that is why he does so much that he does. You know, that is why, you know, Kim got robbed. Jay, why didn't you call me? Like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're such a baby. So I, you know, people, it's not an, it's not a popular opinion. People say, Kanye is the best. He's not the best to me. Um, he's, I, I did not get the message you got from Kaj I... I, mm, it, it's. I think because his mother was in education, he probably got a lot of criticism from family and close friends about wanting to go into the music industry and mm -hmm. shutting his education. Right. So instead of saying, from an inspirational standpoint, like I made it, this is my focus, you know, mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, I think he was more so trying to get back at everybody, like, see, I did this in spite of what. Yes. That was my that, that is what I got. That's what I got. And um, I think that's a problematic message. That's I actually I, I just think it's a problematic message because I I have a problem and I say it's all the time and this goes back to the police. I'm just I'm just a different episode. That was episode before. I have a problem. We are in society, black people are only allowed to be entertainers and ball players, right? Mm -hmm. So for you to come from education and be like, fuck, I'm off this, fuck that. Miss me with that shit. Look at me. I made it on entertainment. It's like, damn, you just, you're still cooning, nigga. Like, and that's what I got from it. Okay. And for me, I got from it. And it's only because I know a couple of the people who did the same thing where, you know what? They chose spin entertainment. Same, same. Actually, it was the same exact story. Mm -hmm. Mom has a PhD. Mm -hmm. Sent dude to college. Mm -hmm. This whole time calling him, hey, how's the semester going? Good ma, good ma. He dropped out mm -hmm. to pursue his entertainment career, mm -hmm. which pretty much sounds like what Kanye did. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I think the struggle is, is, of course, especially, you know, coming from the way we were brought up, where education has always been pounded into us as mm -hmm. a valuable asset to have. Mm -hmm. What if you are that person who, you know, look, college is just not for me. Think about the student loans you spoke about. Think about mm -hmm. the fact that, hey, I'm going to go get mm -hmm. a bullshit sociology degree mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and can't even ROI on that investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my heart is really in being a rapper. Now, granted, you know, Kanye is a great producer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that what was really, good, yes, yes, that's, that's what, what saves him. Yes. 
But I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure I would have a different <laughs> question had he crashed and burned. And and, and and so that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it's because we don't have enough role models and so many kids, like more of the story is like, I'm not going to, I'm going to make it. I like that's the story so many times. So because you made it and now you're gloating, like that shit pisses me off. That's it pisses good. me off because it's like, you are one in a million and do not encourage these niggas. This goes back to episode six. Do not encourage niggas because you are not going to make it. Go to school, get a trade, be a mechanic, please. Okay. Do something. You're not going to make it. It's so few. And I just, I'm so tired of black people thinking the only way to have upward mobility is to shuck and drive and sing and dance and, and run up and down a fucking field. God damn. I mean, unfortunately that's, really what's mostly publicized and that really has come out as a proven formula but 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 for how many what is statistically you can't it, you see that's you and your education talking i know but so so few can make it so that's why like if you do happen to make it that way don't glow and be like yeah i did it, 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 it. you know and you know and, 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 and it's different than when i think of biggie because biggie was like for all those who didn't think I was gonna make you know that could you know could whatever because I couldn't feed my daughter. It was a different. It was. It wasn't gloating. You know, Juicy wasn't gloating. Um, as opposed to Kanye, where it's it's to me and it's, it's a detrimental message. I think it's a detrimental message to the black community. I it is, it. but the difference between Biggie and Kanye is that Biggie did not have the opportunity. He didn't to go to college. He didn't. Yeah. You know, his mom definitely was not a right. college PhD. Right. 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 College right. professor. Right. Whereas, you know, Kanye's was. Mm -hmm. But to your point, yeah, he could have delivered that message a little bit better. You know, and I just, and that's, that's my thing where people are like, what are you talking about? I said, look, I don't think everyone's going to go to college. And I said all the time, but the chances of you making as a rapper are slim. And like we said, all these rap careers are like two years. What are you going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever like to hear that message. I don't like to hear it. I don't like it to be encouraged. We need to think outside the box. We need to Black people have to start doing better, thinking better. And it can't always be that I'm going to be a ball player because I saw I'm going to be Jay-Z or I'm going to be selling, you know, slim, enough black tummy tea and fit tea on Instagram. It can't only be that. It can't, you know. And so that's my issue with kind of, it just is where I'm just like, you use your platform in the wrong way as far as I'm concerned. And you could have used it differently. And that message could have been spun differently. I'm, it doesn't mean that everyone has to go to college. But don't glorify what you did because half the niggas who tried to do what you wanted to do, they probably pumping gas right now. <clears throat> a good example of the contrary would be somebody like LeBron mm-hmm. in college. I have never heard him say or imply that an athlete or a regular person shouldn't go to college right. if the opportunity arises. So right. I'm saying where you're coming from. Yeah, that, and, and, it's, and people, you know, it's a hot take, but I felt like that. It's been 13 years. I felt like it. <laughs> and I just... I can't get with that. It's not even Shaq, you know, big is black and whatever. He still went back to school, tried to do different things. And I don't think school is for everyone, but I just think it's remiss as a black person to put that type of message out because we already have too many issues with our community, not being educated, not being uploaded mobile. And you reach people through music a lot of the time. So it's, although it's not your responsibility to raise children, you know, raise other people's children. I get that you still have to be cognizant of the messages that you're putting out. Totally. So, 
That's Gwen's hot take on Kanye. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck about you. You ain't nobody to me. I never be- I never spent a dollar on you, nigga. Well, he is producing the office now. I guess not. I guess not. June 15th, I guess not. And Nas, you sound like you've been problematic too, boo-boo. Although I like you, Nas, because you and Amy Winehouse have the same birthday and she likes you. Yeah, he's been getting the pass on that from most people so far. We'll see. If we'll see. So I think, okay, first of all, it's getting hot as fuck in my apartment, and it's been a very long evening. Uh, so I think we can wrap up our hip-hop episode. I believe that the South kill hip-hop. I stand in my set. You admitted that the internet is what killed hip-hop. There you go. Forgot what you said. Okay, no, that was, okay, that was a different context. <laughs> that was from 2000 to 2018, okay? Admittedly, okay? Um, but I still do think the South had this role in killing hip-hop. And the internet did too, if I if I'm honest. Um, any takes, Bob? You want to get the mic? You don't have nothing to say. You tired? You hot? Uh, Brooklyn? Anything else? No. We just need better music, girl. Do something, please. <laughs> and Mr. Ismail? I think we covered everything. Um, my next appearance, we can talk about polygamy. Forgot about that. We didn't talk about polygamy. Ugh. we're gonna have to figure this out. Uh, we have some hot takes. But, um, Lord, but let's, no, let me read it. I'll read it. Give me the the headline. Kanye West says his album cover will feature his late mother's surgeon. Oh my Lord. He's a fucking loser. Y'all stop spending your money on that (laughs) nigga. He's been in a sunken place off gate. Um, that's Gwen's hot take, but Gwen has hot takes. So anyway, this has been episode 12. I don't. I don't know the name of this one either. This one is um, I Used to Love Her. Maybe that's a good t- title. I, I Used like to that. Love Her. All right. Yeah, I Used Go to Love it. Her. Okay. All right. Episode 12. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, thank you. Do you want to plug your IG or whatever? Your Twitter? Uh, IG, Beats Boxing Mayhem. Uh, Twitter, Ismail underscore BDM underscore NYK. All right. We out, baby. Bye. Till next time.